He opens the door and there's Cersei. She turns around from his window. How dare like, you ignore my summons? The fuck, bitch. What are you doing? What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate. Joining me, the other half of the show, Zach. What up? My brother. This brother. Not quite as good as when you did it the first time. Correct. But, you know... I don't know what you said. What you did. Okay. That was a... Uh... That was a YouTube comment, yeah? Yeah, YouTube comment. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube's been blowing up. Thanks, guys. That's Thanks cool. for YouTube stuff. Uh, if you've joined us before, you know that we are full spoiler. If you haven't joined us, we're full spoiler. Spoiler alert, we're full spoiler. We will ruin things from future books, because we don't just talk about the book that we're on, even though we're on Clash of Kings. It doesn't matter why the cat can talk. It doesn't matter what your name is. That, too. If you joined us last episode... We were reading Aria 5. Uh, Aria. And Gendry finally reve- learned slash revealed Re- that, yeah, he knew revealed that, that he knew uh, she was Arya Stark. Well, or at least girl. he knew she was a girl, but didn't realize she was Lady Stark of Winterfell. And yeah, it was pretty cool. They got captured by the mountain. Awesome. Not good. Not good at all. Gendry was stupid. Yeah, got himself caught, and in their attempt Lamy to died. free him, Yay. they he got captured, annoying. and Lamy died. He whined. Yay. He wanted to yield. Hey, my my familiar Lamy died for the first time recently as well. Good. <laughs> but this episode, we're going to be joining Tyrion again in Tyrion 5, and last we had left Tyrion, Tyrion had played his game of trying to figure out who the informer is amongst the council. So he gave Pycelle, Littlefinger, and Varys sort of the same spiel about giving Marcella over to the the Aarons or the, the Martells and just waited for it to get back to him and thought he played it brilliantly, but Littlefinger... Now, wasn't that the chapter beforehand, before the one before this? And then there was one in between, or was that... Was there one in between? Maybe I'm off. I'm going to check while you... You double uh, check, because there's a lot of Tyrion. There are. We are on Tyrion 5. Book, book, book. Yeah, there's... And there's there's just... Son of a bitch. That was Tyrion 3. You might be... No, you might be right where I'm back. Yeah, I'm backwards, so you are correct. My bad. Yeah, so... Yeah, we're essentially... Tyrion's playing the Game of Thrones, trying to figure out who is... Against him more so than them at this point. But we opened this one, and he was told to dress warmly, and he had taken them at their advice, wearing the shadow skin cloak that he had acquired. Oh, I kicked the table. Kicked the Good. Table. It's been a while. Uh, wearing the shadow skin cloak that he had acquired while in the Mountain of the Moon. Yeah. The... In, in book one. And it was absurdly long, and it wrapped around him many times and made him just look like this little ball straight for... Hell yeah. I pictured the kid from A Christmas I Story. Hated, I, I hate I hate that uh, reference, but yes, you immediately it. get the image in your head, but... Yeah, so he is currently under Rainy's Hill, somewhere deep below the hill. Yeah. At the back of the Alchemist's Guild Hall. And he's accompanied by Helene. My boy. Now, we met him. You gave him your inductee uh, in Tyrion 1, I believe it was. But it might have been 2 where he was just coming Cersei's been her. ordering wildfire made for the yeah. se- uh, the defense of King's Landing. And Tyrion kind of interceded himself in that affair and was like, wait, hold up. She wants what? 
And so now he's investigating it, and Helene is carrying the only light that came from the sealed iron and glass oil lamp that he carried ever so gingerly. And so Tyrion lifts one of these jars that are in this this long vault. Yeah, he looks inside, sees this murky green fluid in there, very thick, goopy shit, and he mentions that it's, uh... He, he calls it wildfire ooze, and I just... Think of the ooze from Ninja Turtles, because that's what I picture it in there as, just this thick stuff. Yeah, uh, Helene notes that the cold has made it very thick and viscous, but when it's warm, it'll run quick like oil and, uh, lamp oil. Yeah. But I like Tyrion... the, the description of Helene. Did you no, have something before I didn't really that? specifically really? note it. No, it said that he was a pallid man with soft, damp hands and obsequious manner. Obsequious. Yeah, and that's a fun word it to is say. A fun word. Um, I uh, just had noted that the T- Tyrion notes that the pottery is super thin and fragile. That he could he had been warned not to squeeze it too tight, or it will just crumble in his hand. And that's significant for you know launching them so that they break easier. So these are made, and then he notes that the clay was also roughened and pebbled yeah, yeah. so that it was easier to hold on to. So these are crafted legit just for warfare and holding on and using them as weapons. Well, and, that and for the safety of not dropping Well, I mean, them. fuck the safety. These pyromancers are so fucking hard over this shit that they don't give a mm. damn. But they referred to it as the substance, as well as calling each other wisdom, yeah. which annoyed the shit out of Tyrion. And they were a once powerful guild, but in recent years, the Maesters had much more overtook the alchemists in almost in almost everywhere. But now their numbers were much, much smaller, and they kind of just sat in here and did weird shit. But they can make wildfire. True and that. it's a very closely guarded secret, so fuck you, Maesters. Tyrion asks and was told that water will not quench the sub- uh, substance, and Helene says that it'll also seep into any cloth, wood, leather, or even steel. Yeah, and which reminds Tyrion of our our boy Thoros of Mir, who uses a little bit of it to light his sword on fire before all of his melees. Yeah, uh, as well as before he ran into battle there at Pike and shit like that. But he. Every single sword was destroyed. Yeah, only a thin coat of the wildfire substance would last his sword an hour, but at the end it would be burned and charred and... Which was no big deal because Robert loved it. But it, I mean, it, it's kind of proving that a steel is no it, match. It soaks into the steel and burns the steel. B, it burns for like an hour. It's got a good long burn yeah. time. So like, there's many, many things we learn about wildfire just in that. That and we kind of get that mysticism of Thoros of Mir kind of pulled back because up to this point it's just been his flaming sword, and it's like, well, how the fuck did he have a flaming sword? And so now we know he used wildfire. Well, even like Sansa had mentioned that there was some other I'll way. Trust Sansa. You're not even. On Sansa's level, uh, Helene says, uh, or Tyrion asks, why it doesn't seep into the clay as well, and Helene says it that it does. does. There is a vault below this mm. one where they store the older parts, the one from King Harry's days. He had had the cl- jaws shaped like little fruits, very perilous fruits, my lord. Riper now than ever, we sealed them with wax and pumped the lower vaults full of water. But even so. So I really like the idea that, like, there's just a section of King's Landing that's flooded with these jars of wildfire. It's yeah. so, like, creepy sounding. They're like, oh, yeah, just the, it, 
Like, it's like a video game area. Like, oh, yeah, the flooded parts of the fucking cellars. Yeah, now you have to go swim down there. And look, Uh, there's these jars of fucking you're going to die just floating around there. But he continues saying that they ought to have been destroyed, but too few of their order had remained up for the task. And last year, 200 jars were discovered in a storeroom beneath the Great Sept of Baylor. No one can recall how they got there. Uh, And Helene himself saw to their removal and placement elsewhere. Yeah. The high septon tripped balls. He was. I mean, I mean, yeah, I would too. Tyrion asks if King Aerys fruit can still be used, and he says yes, but carefully. As it ages, the substance grows more fickle. Any flame, any spark, too much heat, and the jars will blaze up of their own accord. Blaze up. <laughs> Once a fire, the substance expands violently, and any other jar around it will go up as well. So it's like dynamite. Yep. It's going to start sweating, bleeding, and then booming. And Tyrion asks how many jars. And... Well, according to Wisdom Monsitor, Monsitor and Wisdom Maliard, they currently have 7,840 of them bitches ready to go right now. That includes the 4,000 from King Aerys Day, and they should they be believe... able to reach the 10,000 requested Cersei's from quota. Cersei. Yeah, exactly. And... I, I think it's apt of Tyrion to note that if you have time, if our enemies like, give you, the you time, don't, you don't know. He knows it's can... a long process to to make, even though it is a secret. It's a closely guarded secret. It does take a long time to ferment this shit and and make it. And, and Tyrion so... questions the the process. Is it safe when you're making this shit, or is it dangerous? And he's like, No, we're so well. Because very... Tyrion thinks if if they can really give us ten thousand jars, though, like. Of this shit that he just explained, like, holy fuck, and he doesn't know whether he should be delighted or terrified at the prospect of this. I mean, it's essentially a nuclear bomb that they have, and it's that, should we even use this dilemma? But, yeah, uh, he asks how safe is it for them to even be making the shit, and Helene says that there will be no mishaps, as above each work cell where wildfire is prepared... Uh, is a room filled entirely with sand, and a protective spell has been laid on the floors above. Any fire in the cell causes the floor to fall away and sand to smother the blaze at once. And Tyrion immediately thinks, spell or clever trick? Spell or clever trick? I don't know, man. No, I'm fairly certain it's a clever trick Yeah. for these fuckers. I feel like... Thousands of years ago, maybe, there was some alchemists that had some spells going on with collapsible rooms and shit, but I don't think these fuckers are on that level. Yeah, I agree. Tyrion thinks that he would like to see how it worked, this collapsible ceiling, but now was not the time, perhaps when the war was done. But Helene continues and says that, My brethren are never careless. If I may be frank, and Tyrion says, Oh, please do. And Helene says, We pyromancers respect the substance power, but do the common soldiers. In the heat of battle, any small mishap can bring catastrophe. My father often told King Ares the same, as did his father to King Jaehaerys. And Tyrion says, They must have listened. If someone had burned the city down, I'm sure someone would have told me. Which is just an interesting... Yeah, like, Jamie, city, talking about the city Did Jamie you. tell him of Ares' right. real plan to burn down the city? But... He asks, uh, Tyrion gets around to asking if he has any empty clay pots that he could spare, and Helene says that he does, and Tyrion says that I'll take every single one you have. Every 
single one you can spare and send them to the city, city captains yeah. around the walls. And Helene agrees, but asks why. Uh-uh-uh. You didn't say the magic word. Uh-uh-uh. That's what he says, right? He tells him, you don't need to know my secrets. Well, he, it's he for tells, training. Yeah, he tells him, you told me to dress warmly. I dressed warmly. You tell me to be careful. I be careful. Like, mm. And so Helene starts going on how it's been an honor to host the king's hand. Not since the days of Ares have we had a hand. Lord and, Rosart was the last hand to visit. And who gives a fuck? But he mentions that King Ares took great interest in our work. Shocker. And Tyrion notes that King Ares used you to melt the flesh off his enemies. Jamie had told him stories. Which, again, yeah. did Jamie tell him what the, stories the most yeah. important story? But he notes that Joffrey would probably be interested in the substance as well, which is why he's got to do everything in his power to keep him the fuck away. Yeah, which is also when Helene says, I should feast with the boy and introduce him to the might and magic that is melting skin off everything fire. Yeah. And Tyrion's like, um, he's actually... Right now, he's forbidden from eating dinner in public. All feasts, actually. So Every one of them are just canceled. All they, you, can, the stars are not in alignment. <laughs> when, are, when are you... What, I didn't even tell you when I wanted to have dinner with you, man. I was just... No, it's every feast is yeah, canceled. He, yeah, every Which he one. actually has banned Joffrey from feasts f- until the war is over. Because of the rioting. His, right. Be, at Tyrion's insistence. Tyrion exactly. is... And again, this is the, the fun, and we get it a little bit later... The fun sort of twist on the way people see Tyrion. Tyrion's actually trying to help, but the whole city views him as this twisted little demon monkey who's going along with what Joffrey wants and encouraging Joffrey to do the terrible things Joffrey's doing. Poor Tyrion. Can you stop kicking the table I now? can't, apparently. Shit. But Helene suggests that, well, maybe us pyromancers can go to the Red Keep. We have many other secrets that we could show beyond. <sighs> what do, you, do you think they're Magic anywhere tricks. on the level of like the warlocks of Quaith I'm or, thinking Red Priest. Or, of Quaith, of Karth. Jesus. Red Priest, but not with being able to look in the fire. Like Red Priest with their mad, their little fiery powders. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Fucking, flash powder, Yeah, I don't think they've got anything, anything more potent than the wildfire in their repertoire. Yeah. They just now utilize the little fucking flashy tricks and shit. I, I, yeah, I agree. And Tyrion says that he'll mention it to his sister, but... He has no plans of letting the little sadist anywhere near yeah, wildfire. No shit. So Helene leads them into and then through the guild hall, and they emerge back on the Street of Sisters near Visenya's Hill. And Tyrion bids Helene farewell and then goes over to Timmet and his escort. So I just wanted to mention that that last uh, place that they walked yeah, through yeah, yeah, on yeah. the way out, the um, Gallery of Iron Torches. Yeah. And how they were, you know, and it's... It was just Tyrion mentioning to himself, seeing that they were lit, the torches, which means they were lined with wildfire. It's a cool scene. And it looks sick, and it kind of reminds me of the the Hall of Faces um, that Mm -hmm. we've never, I don't believe we've seen in the the books, but, you know, we we hope to see it one day. Maybe. And it's more that he notes the the frivolity of it all. Like there's they why would they waste this shit and just to impress extinguish me? it as soon as exactly. I leave. It's like, all for show. There's no reason that they had to light them except for what they 
to to impress me, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to like, and I thought that was smart of him. I just like, want to use it for the war again. There's one the... more waste. Like, of, of course, they're wasting more shit on the yeah on the the, the pageantry of it yeah, all. Yeah. So yeah, he uh, he heads out and he heads over to Timmet and his escort of burned men, and uh, he thinks that it was his burned men struck terror in the co- common city rabble. Uh, throughout the city, which was good these days, because only three nights ago, another riot occurred at the gates, and Joffrey had unleashed a storm of arrows on them, slaying four, and then shouting down that they had his leave to eat their dead. Now, this is the night that Sansa yep. snuck off to Serdantos. Yeah. And so it's neat to see... Three days have passed since right, that. Yeah. We, exactly what the time frame is. Usually we're kind of left guessing yeah. in the air. So... um. But Tyrion is then surprised to see Bronn here as well, which uh, and then again also on the the the, the whole Joffrey the riot thing, uh, Sir Boros Blount tells Sansa that His Grace let a sortie out beyond the wall, to, yeah. to lead the rabble off. And I think I had noted that like he's standing on top of the wall, fucking shooting them. Yeah, it's not a sortie, right? He and that's exactly what he did. He stood up. That he didn't ride out gallantly and try to run them off. And he, he probably fucking, wasn't even one of those four bolts that killed. Somebody. Yeah, no shit. With his aim, yeah. he didn't fucking hit nobody. So yeah, uh, Tyrion's surprised to see Bronn is here as well, and Bronn's here delivering messages. Yeah, so he has two for him. One is from. Lord Iron Hand, Sir Jacelyn Bywater. Yeah. And I like the little Iron Hand thing. Wants uh, to see him urgently at the Gate of the Gods. And you've been summoned to Magor's, too. Summoned? Oh, what does Cersei mm. want? Bronn shrugs, saying that the message was delivered by Lancel Lannister, so he doesn't know. Lancel what. Lannister is a man's man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, Tyrion knows that Sir Jacelyn Bywater would only send for him if it were important, and so he decides that he'll go see him first. It's probably for the best. Telling Bronn to inform Cersei that he'll attend her on his return. She won't like that. Good. I think I wrote the quote, but I lost my place, so... Find it. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, Yeah, because I put Tyrion decides fuck Cersei and Bywater is more important, uh... He tells Bronn that he prefers her angry and stupid as opposed to composed and cunning. Yeah. Um, I don't have the full quote. The longer she waits, the angrier she'll be. The angrier, she'll be. The angrier she is, the stupider she is. I just think acts. that's interesting because a lot of people would be scared or put off. Don't make the queen angry. Sansa, she's terrified of making the queen angry. Or, you know, and even Ned had noted a few times when Cersei was pissed off at Robert and shit back in Game of Thrones. But he's like. No, let's get her as fired the fuck up as possible because she can't control herself then. She's not in control. Yeah. So I can lead the direction or the conversation however I need to. I mean, what's the worst she's going to do? Slap him? Once. I mean, that's it, as he tells her in this chapter that she'll never end up doing that again. But the market square near the Gate of the Gods is near deserted. Normally it'd be filled with vendors selling food, but food is scarce. And Sir Jacelyn met him at the gate, and he tells Tyrion, Your cousin Cleos Frey has come from River Run under a peace banner with a letter from Rob Stark. I like that he salutes with his metal hand. So, I wanted to bring that up. Do you think this is foreshadowing of Tyrion's absolute acceptance of Jaime losing his hand? Maybe. Because, like, Tyrion, like, we know from Jano Slint that men think less of Sir Jacelyn for losing his hand. He is literally called Iron Hand, and Jamie will literally have a golden hand, 
And so the fact that Tyrion promoted him still thinks of to him the city as this watch like, leader. Yeah, like all that. it's almost you know saying that when Jamie does lose his hand, Whatever. the one person who's going to accept him is, is this Tyrion. cripple bastard broken thing. Yeah, that thing. makes sense. I just thought it was interesting that like so, Iron he Ch- Tyrion is literally running around with a dude with one hand in Jamie's. So I'm glad soon. you're thinking on that level because my only question here was how many times has he cracked himself in the head saluting? Does he practice that to make sure he doesn't wham? Well, I mean. I'm sure if Jamie practices saluting, we'll see. Ballad. So Tyrion decides that he wants to see Sir Cleos, and they had uh, the Gold Cloaks had confined him in a gatehouse in a in a cell, and as Bywater leaves, uh, Cleos asks him if the Queen is with him, as that's who he was told to bring the offer to, and Tyrion says, "Eh, she's busy. I'll deliver it to her." Yeah. So I think before we get into the rest of their conversation, we will. Convene our small council. Sure. All right, don't sound so enthused. Well, it's a great time over in the small council. Maybe I'll find somebody else to sit in on the small council instead of you this time. Fuck. We'll see you guys in the small council. I won't. Welcome to the small council. What up, sports fans? Are they sports fans? I don't know. I had a teacher that used to say it. Oh, okay. So we've got, we've had a lot of uh, interactions online YouTube, lately. YouTube, what's going on? YouTube, you guys are great You're over there. You're blowing up. So I wanted to mention a little bit about someone that we were talking to, Amelia, on YouTube. What, what up, up Amelia? Amelia? Thanks for following and listening along. We, you... You talk. You you leave a lot of great comments, and I try to respond to as many as I can. But, you know, but we're busy guys, so we wanted to just kind of touch upon because we're on a Tyrion episode. You were commenting on a previous Tyrion episode, the first of this book, and just mentioning Tyrion's, uh, rather Tywin's power, and how Cersei kind of. Wonders why he should matter. What's it? He's just sitting there in Heron Hall. He's nobody. But you did mention at the end that he has the army and the money. And so we were going to kind of... That's going to get kind of flaunted a bit in front of Cersei here coming up in the, the chapter that we're on. And so I thought that was just interesting how early on we see that kind of power happening. Mm. But... Yeah, we'll, uh, we appreciate you writing yeah. up there. Keep it up. We love the comments. It really gets us thinking, gives us different point of views and stuff that we appreciate hearing about. So uh, so that's on YouTube. If you want to check us out on YouTube, as Emily did, that's just Brotherhood Without Manners. Yeah, I'm just search up Brotherhood Without YouTube. Manners. You can also uh, reach us on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Carstark92. Nate's on Twitter at Manners Without. That is also the Instagram. At Manners Without, yeah. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast. We have a private Facebook group. You can gain access to that as well as bonus episodes like the coming soon Elaine episode, sample chapter reread from Winds of Winter. Yeah. Uh, that's patreon.com slash withoutmanners. We also have the Gmail, which is where a lot of people like to send in their long-winded questions and comments and that's without manners brotherhood at gmail.com as always we appreciate rates and reviews on any platform you can find whatever one's available for your device going to rate this podcast.com slash brotherhood it's pretty easy mm. and you know just tell us all the nice things you think about us unless you hate us but you know 
be nice, I guess. Or don't. Fuck it. It's the internet. Yeah, whatever. Shit. But whatever. Tell us the truth. Be honest. We're going to end this. Tyrion's much more interesting than us, so let's get back to the episode. Good idea. tells him it's bad in the Riverlands Tyrion it's so bad man it's so bad and Tyrion says that's not the worst of it father broke his leg (laughs) (laughs) no Tyrion says I was not expecting that Tyrion says that was the way of war the small folk were slaughtered while the highborn were held for ransom and he says to himself remind me to thank the gods that I was born a Lannister and so I do like that he at least has the presence of mind to be like, yeah, if I wasn't born a High Lord, I wouldn't mean shit in this war. I at least have the chance of being captured in a battlefield because I'm of value. But half of these motherfuckers aren't. They're, it doesn't just be matter. Slaw- and, and we get that with Arya. That's exactly what happened with the the Night's Watch right, at the, right. the keep there and everything that's happening in the Riverlands, as we know. And so this actually coming up gives a little bit... Uh... A little more information on what Arya is going through as well. Just seeing it from somebody who has the information. Yeah, see, information. well, like we're seeing it from such an elevated perspective. Right. We're looking down on it on a tactical war map from exactly. Tyrion's point of view, where Arya is in it. Because uh, Cleo says that even under a peace banner, they were attacked twice, and the gods alone know what side the attackers were on. By wolves in mail. Yeah. So is this the Brotherhood without banners? I don't know. I like to think so. Gods alone know what side the attackers started on, but they're on their own side now. So, yeah, I mean, it could be. It could just be farmers and just men who have been fucking raiding and pillaging around the countryside getting what armor they can. Tyrion asks for news of their foe and looks at the letter, the Rob's terms, and says, The boy doesn't want too much, only half the realm, hostages, uh, his father's sword, and his sister's released. And uh, Cleos notes that the boy sits idle at River Run. His st- strength is depleted because the River Lords have departed to defend their own lands. And Tyrion notes that these terms will never do. We'll propose our own terms, but I must consult with Cersei. Yeah, so I think uh, I can't remember where whether it's here or when he's talking to Cersei, but he does start mentioning that. I think it was Cleos Frey that mentions it. The small folk are burning their own stocks and, yeah, and yeah. crops and everything. To spite them. Uh, yeah, to keep them from being able to eat and stuff. On top of the Lannisters at Tywin's command burning it and pillaging everything. So it almost makes you wonder, because the houses were left fairly okay when... If it's not the citizens Who, who did what yeah. when, when Arya's going through each little town and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Cleos then notes that it is Lady Catelyn yeah. that wants this piece, not the boy. He he's going a little stir crazy, and Tyrion even notes further. Of course, Lady Cat wants her daughters. Right, and so uh, from there he leaves, and he finds Sir Jacelyn on the ramparts, and he tells him to have Cleos's escort fed and cleaned, but they are not to enter the city. He doesn't need the conditions of King's Landing's current. Con- state reaching Rob's ears. Right, it doesn't need to be spreading around yeah, the Yeah, the enemy doesn't need anybody, to know how so. starved they are. And But Tyrion also tells him that the alchemists will be dropping by a large supply, supply of clay pots. You are to use them to train the men who work your spitfires. Fill them with green paint and have them drill at loading and firing. Any man who splatters should be replaced. After, substitute oil lamp 
and have them lamp oil. Lamp oil. Ha. And have them work at lighting and firing while aflame. And I like Jason. He uh, he's like wise measures. Though I have no love for the alchemist's piss. And Tyrion doesn't either. Yeah, he's like, yeah. we'll take what we can get against this shit. And so, once again, in his litter, Tyrion kind of gets shut out from the world. It's his little solace. And he thinks that Cersei's not going to be happy that he intercepted Rob's letter. But it seemed... How great of an opportunity this was to have received this letter. Because he starts thinking how Rob's going to just sit up there waiting for the response to this offer for peace. Which is going to give them plenty of time to build up that army that Sir yeah, Stafford they'll, they'll was keep, working uh, on. Yeah, they'll do counter offers enough to keep him interested, not like crazy, keep him to the table, and so that way they can just buy the time of this offer, counter offer, offer, counter offer, counter offer, counter offer. Now, I think that he's under the impression that Rob does not know about the Levy's army massing. I, I think so too, Rock. yeah. Um, which, I, if I remember correctly, they were made aware of that. I think so, yeah. In the last uh, Catelyn chapter. But he... Shit, what was I going to say? Oh, he, he also then, though, mentions how if only the Baratheon brothers would be so accommodating. Yeah. Because at the moment, even though it's going slowly... I love this, the no- as glacial as his progress. Yeah. It, like, Renly literally is just this fucking iceberg. Just this just massive... cruising up, like, slowly. Party up through the I mean, but he lands. is progressing, and uh, Tyrion dreaded any day now that he was going to hear that Stannis had begun sailing up Blackwater Rush. Like, they're the more ticking time bomb on this than Rob Stark currently. But a ruckus outside makes him peek through the curtains, and as they were passing through... So before that, he does mention, but we have the wildfire. wildfire. And I just really thought that was cool that he's he's got these subtle little ties to the, the wildfire is for Blackwater. That, like, he's saying it right there yeah, yeah. without you even realizing it. And then at the end, he says... Now we just need the chain to be done. Yeah, and no, so he's chain. he's discussing black water this whole chain, time. Chain, chain. That was beautiful. Thank you. Majestic. A ruckus outside. He peeks through the curtains, and they're passing through Cobbler's Square. A crowd had gathered to listen to a ranting prophet who screams. Yeah. Uh, and his garb marked him as a begging brother. And he screams, "Corruption! There is the warning. Behold the father's scourge!" And he points up at the comet, which. He from this vantage behind him, he's got Aegon's the distant red keep on Aegon's high hill and the comet looming forebodingly over that. So it's this ominous castle and the comet of blood yeah. streak red. And Tyrion notes a clever choice of stage, but uh, I I I kind of cliff noted, but I wrote a majority of his little speech here. He I says, didn't because I I just re- like I loved what this guy represents to me, where I think that he's. It's not even like when Danny's going through these cities hearing these red priests where you're like, oh, is that a prophecy? Is it... This is just showing their plans and how they're unfolding. I have quite a lot, to, uh, like a bit to say about this because he says, Brother couples with sister in the bed of kings and the fruits of their incest caper in the palace to pipings of a twisted little demon monkey. Highborn ladies fornicate with fools and give birth to monsters. Even the high septon has forgotten the gods. Pride comes before prayer, maggots rule our castle, and gold is all, but no more. The rotten summer is at an end, the whoremonger king brought low, and he points up at the comet. There comes the harbinger. 
Cleanse yourselves, bathe in the wine of righteousness, or you shall be bathed in fire. And so we get to the starting, obviously, Joffrey, Cersei, and Jamie, and Tyrion. Then we get Highborn Ladies fornicate with fools and give birth to monsters. Yeah. The Stannis rumor. That's Selyse and uh, and Patchface giving birth to Shireen. And the High Septon, he talks about the yeah, High Septon's feasting and, and growing fat. So there's... The rest of this is just coincidental red herring. Repent! Repent! Well, I mean... Repent! Is it, though? Because think... it's it's like... I mean, but it's some scary fucking shit that they're hearing. Like, I mean, Tyrion, and we know now from uh, Fire and Blood that this has happened before. There has been a twisted little dwarf in power corrupting, supposedly, he was fucking villainous and people didn't trust him, and fornicating in the palace, capering through, and then the... The, the sprinkle of Stannis in there is interesting to me because that's the Tyrion Cersei Littlefinger rumor. So is this guy Littlefingers? And if he is, he's, you know, obviously he's got to do the, uh, and I guess Tyr- I think Tyrion would agree, he's got to do the brother-sister incest. Well, yeah, you got to have some to, of that to counter Because the... Tyrion said, you know, to silence it and, and fight the lies. And he even mentions as he's it. driving off here at the end. So my main thing was, is this one of Littlefingers? And then I thought the more important part was the rotten summer is at an end and the whoremonger king brought low. And he t- says that, like, when he was cut open by the boar, snakes poured yeah, out. Yeah. And, and so... The small folk are now viewing it as this terrible, terrible summer. And so, what the fuck is winter going to be to the small folk now? Like, the the, the long night. It's the right. rotten summer into the long night where food is nothing to going into winter. Right, you've got nothing The to realm has with. been at war. It's been shit. And I just, I thought it was so interesting that this, like, this is the first time we've heard this summer called anything. The and it's the summer. rotten summer, yeah, according yeah. to the small folk. And so I just, it, it is interesting that, like, it it could almost mean that the, the long night isn't technically any significantly worse that, that, or magically it's, cre- it's that you went into this winter folk at it. war yeah. you're just it's this terrible terrible like time I, I, i've thought about like uh especially and we'll we keep harping on it but with D I really have been trying to think about like the small folk of a city and what they think and how they explain things and so the long night to me is a, it's a really long night of winter like yeah, that's yeah. how the small folk so like I could almost see it just being this almost insignificant naming that becomes significant through time. Right, and right, so right. in the annals of history, is this going to be known as the Rotten Summer? But see, now I think that's interesting stuff. I was thinking I don't see this as significant in a prophetic way necessarily. I mean, Martin No, might no, be I don't either. I just like that the way I like. he I starts his, feel... his whole thing with corruption, and he's talking about the fact that it's the corruption of this government. It's the it's, corruption it's the of these people in the castle that are Fuck. ruling us. Yeah, no shit. Uh, scary stuff on the news tonight, you guys. Yeah, Just be safe. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think he's saying, you know, it was the, the corruption of this government is is lying low and leading to this rotten summer. We've been led by this whoremonger king and right. now this little demon prince. But, anyway, others cry out fire with him, but more give hoots of derision. And that almost drowned them out, and Tyrion kind of is okay with that. Yeah, oh. the, he sees that 
a majority of them are like, oh, it's just some lunatics fucking rantings about whatever. But the fact that the rumors are spreading together and that it's ramblings is what he was hoping for. But he did have a point about the High Septon, because even the other night, Moon Boy had japed about how fat the High Septon had gotten. Just I thought the mention of Moon Boy is nice, as he'll become important to Tyrion a little later on. But, uh, well, Jamie, Jamie. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he reaches the Red Keep without incident, and he climbs up to his solar, thinking that all he needs is time. Once the chain is done, things can start to move. But he opens the door, and there's Cersei. She turns around from his window. How dare you ignore my summons? The fuck, bitch. What are you doing? And yeah, and that's basically Tyrion's first question is, who admitted you to my chambers? He's in my tower. He said, my tower, "Who let yeah. you into my tower?" And she's like, "This is the royal castle." Of Joffrey Baratheon. Tyrion closes the door, walks over, and pours some wine. Because he's going to need some wine to deal with Cersei. And he just says, if I've given offense, I'd know how. And she says, what a disgusting little worm you are. You mean to sell Marcella off like a bag of oats and expect me to be well and okay with it? And he's like thinking, oh, so somebody... That egg is hatched. Let's see what color the chick is, he thinks. And then he continues on very smooth, just saying that she'll be married eventually, or did you plan on marrying her to Tommen? And she slaps the goblet out of his hand. Like, he just poured that. Yeah. Give the man a quench of thirst. She says she'll not have Marcella shipped off to the Dornishmen. The Martells hate the Lannisters. And he goes on to explain, though, that, is it right here? Yeah, where, no, it's later on, but, no, I forget. He says that the... It's only a few generations yeah, it's right here. of anger towards the Lannisters. They've harbored resentments towards the Stormlords. And uh, Highgarden. Uh, and Highgarden for thousands ever. of years. Yeah. And so they... Marcella would be an honored guest at the Water Gardens of Sunspear. And she would be... A hostage. <sighs> and he's like, I suspect Doran Martell would treat Marcella with more kindness than Joffrey ever treated Sansa Stark. And he thinks uh, he, he he's just trying to assure her. He says, "I mean to uh, I had in mind to send her with Sir Aerys Oakheart." So I wanted to bring up a quick thing to one of our listeners who wrote in. We mentioned in the small council, Amelia uh, brought up. She wishes that Tyrion would have done a little more to help Sansa. Help Sansa. Yeah. And so I think that this is at least a step in the right direction where he. He's acknowledging it still. Like, you, you allow Joffrey to treat her like shit. Well, that's it. It's like, you're you're afraid of Doran Martell treating Marcella the way you treat Sansa Stark, you mean? Is that what you're saying? Is that, you like, because Doran Martell will treat her better because it's a fucking child. Yeah. Like, you give her gave her to Joffrey and have isolated this poor kid, like... So, yeah, I think it's an interesting sort of mirror that he turns on mm-hmm. her there. But, yeah, he means to send Sir Aerys Oakheart with her. And he says that, besides, Doran is much too honorable to kill a nine-year-old girl. But uh, Cersei says, he offered her without my consent. And Tyrion says, this is the fucking Prince of Dorne. What would you have me offer? That hole between your legs? Yeah. And, and she slaps him. Yeah. And he promises, that is the last time you will ever strike me again. And she laughs at him. Do not threaten me, you little fool. Had our stock had a piece of paper, you think father's paper makes you safe? It made our stock feel safe, too. And Tyrion thinks, well, Stark didn't have the city watch, or my clansmen, or the sellswords Bronze hired me. 
And then he thinks, no, well, that's which maybe is... he did think he had these assurances and kind of takes a minute. But yeah, I thought that was interesting because Ned specifically did. Yeah. And thought about all that. Well, at least I have this and I've got this and I've got this. And then everything turned on him. Tyrion still has a bit more. I mean, by the there. end of the book here, yeah, everything right. turns on him. But he says, how safe will Marcella be if the city falls? Renly and Stannis will mount her head right beside yours. And Cersei begins to cry. Yeah, so I wrote this quote because this is... Now, I also found it interesting the way that this is worded, that this is like a narrator. This is not a Tyrion point of view. Yeah, yeah. It says, Tyrion Lannister could not have been more surprised if Aegon the Conqueror himself burst through the door riding on a dragon juggling lemon pies. Fuck. Yeah. Now, that's not a Tyrion was amazed. Tyrion thinks how amazing this is, how crazy that it's this narration of this person could not have been any more surprised no matter what you presented in front of him. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what do I... uh..." Yeah, he hadn't seen Cersei weep since they were children at Casterly Rock, and he hesitantly steps towards her when your sister cried. You were supposed to comfort her, but this was Cersei. And so he reaches out for her, and she pulls away. Don't touch me. Same as jo- Ugh, Joffrey. Don't but, touch me. Uh, she. It, it, he notes that it should not have hurt her pulling away, but it did more than any slap. And she is red-faced and crying and says, Don't look at me. Not like this. Not you. And so Tyrion turns his back politely and continues just saying, Marcella will be safe. And she says, liar. You also said you'd free Jamie. Well, where is he? I should have been born a man. None of this would have happened. And, yeah, uh, fucking, she calls out her father for being a coward, waiting at Heron Hall, and not doing anything, and fucking Rob Stark is sitting at River Run with his dick in his hand. Yeah, and, and Tyrion just goes off and lays like, into this the plan. Like, like, this is how it works. She's like, I don't see any warring. He's like, there's the difference look again. between sitting and sitting. Father is the lion, waiting to pounce as soon as something happens. With the twitching tail, yeah. Whereas the other party is the fawn, the deer, just wait, preparing, scared, terrified to move, not knowing where it's you know safest to be of going. And if you can't see that, you're dumb. And she starts saying, yeah, but because he mentions how well-situated Hall is. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but King's Landing is not. We're not safe. We're not. And I don't like it. Yeah, he assures her the city will not fall. And she eyes him wearily. But she's he can note that he, she's hungry for this assurance. Like, she wants desperately to yeah, believe Yeah, so he that. tells her, like, Hall's close enough where if Renly arrives here, He's not going to get into the city fast enough to where Father won't slam him from the and rear. Stark must needs go through Heron Hall to take King's Landing as well. And so... until they can do that, the Boltons are split off from Rob Stark's other part of his army, so they can't even combine forces, so they wouldn't dare try as it is. She still doesn't want to believe him, but Tyrion says, if we aren't winning, why would Rob Stark's and terms? And quick as that, she is queen again. Well, so snatches... before that happened, I thought it was interesting because she snapped on him him going 
How do you know this? Did father oh, send yeah, you yeah, letters? Yeah, yeah. Like she was so convinced that he's getting these secret messages from Tywin, and he's like, no. "I looked. I bitch. glanced at a map. I figured out the situation based on what things are moving and what I know. Like it's not that fucking difficult if you look outside the city and outside your shit for a minute." But yeah, she doesn't believe him, and Tyrion says, "You know, Rob Stark sent terms, and quick as that, she snatches the letter." And, and as wants, she's reading, why, why haven't I seen? Why wasn't this given yeah. to me? Because he nah. tells her they're unacceptable terms. Like, but it's a start, and he's like, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm your hand, and what good is a hand if not to hand you things?" Yeah, and so she begins immediately just digging into it, and he kind of goes into his interior monologue here. And thinks that uh, his face was but a small price to pay for her consent to this marriage and the knowledge of a certain informer. Yeah. Because the reveal that the Dornishman or who she, uh, he's marrying Marcella to reveals Pycelle. Yeah, he only being... told Pycelle that, that specific tidbit of information. Yeah. And so that is the end of Tyrion 5 and Tyrion... I, I don't know. This one's interesting because we really get a good look at the, the relationship with Cersei and how much she just detests him and will not give him any leeway. And it, it also, this is almost uh, the first chapter where you almost see her human side because of that breakdown when it comes to Marcella. Yeah, like, yeah, it's the children for and, her. That's the only redeeming thing and about And that's Cersei. it. Like, we yeah. finally kind of see that Because we specific. also get her hubris in the, if I were born a man, when we get her chapters, because, yes, spoiler alert, she does get her own point of view chapters. When that happens, she thinks about how she wishes she was a man a ton, about how she should have been born a man because she could handle this shit better than any of them, and she is Tywin Lannister incarnate. And... Which is clearly not the case. No. She can't glance at a map and I mean, as Lady, Lady Jenna says, it isn't Jaime and Cersei, it is Tyrion who is Tywin's son. Yeah. But you got an inductee? Oh, um, I'm probably going to keep it pretty simple this time and just go with Jacelyn Bywater. Just because that guy's he's living his best life, man. He's doing what he's supposed to. He's Iron training hand. all those fuckers. Yeah. He's uh, not cracking his skull with his hand when he salutes. So You think he's loyal to Tyrion? Yeah, I think he's loyal to Does whoever. Tyrion, do you think Tyrion has the gold cloaks? I think he has Jacelyn Bywater. And as long as they're listening to him as their lord commander, then absolutely. I mean, so is that a yes or a no? Does yes. he have the gold cloaks? He's got the gold cloaks. So, yeah. So he is in a little better state than Ned Stark. For now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Until Ty- Tywin comes Until back. Until Tywin's and it's like, what, uh, uh, actually, And Jason, By that's why he loses the gold cloaks, because yeah. Jason Bywater's an honorable man. You're uh, yeah, the hand yeah, yeah, while you're yeah. appointed. It's a hand Sorry, temporarily. You're no yeah. longer my leader. He is. That's how it goes. Yeah, Iron Hand. I like Iron Hand. Yeah, uh, so. Word. Good one. Yeah. Um, mine's going to go to Bronn. Because Bronn on messenger duty is just, I mean, again, he's living his best life, man. No like, shit, Just man. like diddy bopping messages. Oh, like, wh- what does Cersei want? I don't know. She didn't tell me. Like, She's going to be pissed. Go. I'm going to go back but... to the uh, the brothel now and drink or whatever the fuck it is, my Bronn things that I do. Yeah. But, like, he has to deliver, like, two messages to and his lord. And recruit some then, swords. And, yeah, recruit, recruit some cell swords and know how dumb they are and... There you go. So, yeah, Bronn for just, you know. I mean, he's in the thick of it, but he doesn't give a shit. Like, he, well, that's kn- it. he knows the animosity between Cersei and Tyrion, well, but he doesn't care love. about going to Cersei and saying, yeah, he says, wait. So, yeah. like, then she marches over to his to shoulder. His like, yeah, and that's what's so good. He was like, but Bronn escapes the fucking he tells, crossfire. He's he like, tells nope. Tyrion, 
She's gonna be pissed, and Tyrion's like, "Yep." yep. He's like, "All right, all I'll right, tell I'll do it." And then he goes, and, "Hey, uh, he said, fuck off, bitch.'" <laughs> um, all right. So see ya. <laughs> and then that's it. He's, yeah, he's, he's just out. gone. So Later. yeah, Bronn for just the the message delivering. But those are our inductees. We did get an inductee from Julian, our favorite French fry. Julian. And uh, as I'm trying to drag out my sentences, so I can pull it up. Hold on a minute. I'm almost got it. Here we go. He says, hola, amigos. I loved hearing chapters interesting overall on a strategic level. They are full of great conversations and relationships. Uh, Was nice, too, to get the people's perspective, the birth of the religious rebellion, the general hunger and spread of rumors, and the truth amongst those. Brings a depth the TV show wouldn't really transmit. Anyway, my inductee is going to be some Sir Tywin Lannister. Why? Because it appears clearly in this chapter that his decision of naming Tyrion to rule was the best he could have made. Our beloved imp doesn't need explanations to understand what strategy was implied with Tywin's moves, making him the perfect silent weapon from the distance. Oh, smart Tyrion. Wildfire Doharis. Yes. Thank you, Julian. We um, love it. Tywin's, I mean, Tywin's influence has felt significant. I mean, Cersei clings to Tywin like a fucking life raft. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then gets pissy when he doesn't jump, but... Yeah, and I mean, that that's what makes her point of view chapter so interesting after he's killed. Because that, that's gone. That, she doesn't yeah, have she that. she doesn't know what to do, and she's still convinced that she's... Him. him, yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's so good to see his influence on them this early and on. Yeah, yeah, uh, one of my favorite parts of of this chapter was the, uh, because they, they become, come to be known as the bread riots, where people in King's Landing are yeah. rioting for food. And I love the building of that. Martin does so good at this bubble that constantly gets bigger each chapter, and then eventually you can feel it's just going to burst. Something's got to give in this city eventually, and it and, does. But it's hard to really kind of... See it, it building it's, it, that it's way. It's in the background. Um, yeah. But there's this sort of ominous building in each Tyrion and Sansa chapter yeah. in and around King's Landing. That King's Landing is in a raw fucking spot. And you don't know what's going to break first. Is it going to be the people rioting in the city or is it going to be the arrival of Stannis, Renly, or Rob? And that's what's so fucking brilliant about it is you've got the inside conflict and then the external conflict as well. And, God, it's just good shit. So, yeah, great inductee, Tyr- uh, Julian. I almost called him Tyrion. <laughs> but, you know, we appreciate you writing in. As always, if you would like to write in your inductees, please do so. We appreciate yeah, them. Yeah, next chapter we're reading is going to be Brand 3, Brand's third chapter in A Clash of Kings. So send us an inductees for that. And then after that, I'm not too sure who it's, it is. It looks like it is Catelyn. Catelyn. Back to wow. Catelyn. Catelyn Cat two? 2. Man, it's been a while. Yeah. So... Uh, after Catelyn, we have Theon. No, wait. Actually, I have to check whether this one's in front or Theon. So oh. it's actually Catelyn, then John, then Theon. All right. So Bran and Catelyn are the, the focus on inductees for those. Get us those. And, uh, yeah, we will catch you guys on the next one. Valor to Harris. Peace. Peace.